Alhamdulillah, as we know, we normally say we start off with a dua, begging of Allah for assistance and help, but realizing that you and I need to be dependent and reliant. And especially if we're in the madrasa situation where we realize that we need to capture a lot of information so that the information can become meaningful. So allow us all to make dua collectively. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wal-aqibatu lil-muttaqeen, wal-jannatu lil-muwahideen, wal-a'udwana illa ala-zhalimeen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal-mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim wa tub alayna innaka anta tawwabur rahim Rabbana zalamna anfusana fa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin Allahumma ja'alna minal ladhina yastami'una alqawla fayattabi'una ahsana birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا كرة عيون وجعلنا للمتقين إماما أولئك يجزون الغرفة بما صبروا ويلقون فيها تحية وسلاما خالدين فيها حسنة مستقر ومقاما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا زدنا علما ورزقنا فهما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذب النار سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين yes listeners out there we going into the topic called knowing my lord now in that topic by at, I think by up to where we've developed yesterday, we came to realize that we are dealing with knowing my Lord is all about knowing Allah. Or the, the subject matter called the subject of Tawheed, where we need to see we develop a relationship with understanding who Allah Ta'ala is. In that there is a lot for us, We inshallah. Just recapping that, remember we started at the, the, the very beginning. We went with you uh, to the circumstances of, we said, we need to understand the word Lord and then uh, we looked at what that, that, that entails and then after looking into Lord we went into the description of what happened with the creation of man 
uh, um, how Allah created the human being at the beginning. We went to the relationship with Allah and the Malaika and how Allah conversed with them. Then we saw the role and of, of, of jinn called shaitan or iblis and his role having to get into the, the, the situation with the Malaika and being ready to be able to support and help the, or be with them and want to be, be obedient to Allah through the beauty that he saw so in their obedience for Allah Ta'ala. and then we went to the process thereafter of his discourse when Allah gave the Malaika a command and the Malaika was all ready to be able to fulfill and carry out and do what Allah Ta'ala has told them but he stood out immediately amongst all them and that was the very very first time after many many years of total submission to Allah and Allah has always given the Malaika commands and they were always ready to implement and carry out and be ready, submissive, because they can't came to understand Allah. And they, they realize if their Lord gives a command, this we no, we never ever ask the question, but why and 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 how come? No, this is indecent if we understand that who the Lord is. And the Lord gives the command and you recognize him as Lord, you are ready to implement, right? And this is what happened with shaitan through the process of the malaika having to be ready to do. We don't, they don't even ask a single question. Similarly, you and I, we need to come and understand our Lord so that when our Lord in actual fact commands you and me, guides you and me, um, prevents you and me, then we need to be equal in submission to our Lord, ready to carry out. But because we are human beings, we err from time to time. Allah is ready to pardon you and me when you and me can accept the fact that yes, I'm human, I'm Muslim, my weaknesses are I sometimes falter, I err, uh, I make so many mistakes, I must be ready to be able to return back to Allah. He's ready to forgive me. He asked me, please don't be arrogant like that thing or person or being who's been arrogant at that moment he, when he gave the command. Admit to the fact that he, my Lord, has commanded and I'm ready to execute. So I sometimes make mistakes and he's, he's prepared when I go back to him and I say, my Lord, I've heard. And that's exactly what happened when Allah allowed Nabi Adam to come on the, in Jannah and Allah, Allah allowed Nabi Adam and said to Adam, Oh Adam, do not go to that tree. For if you go there and Adam accepted the command of Allah, ready to, carry, to execute. And so what happened is, the circumstances that that thing, Iblis came to Adam and he distorted the mind of Adam and he gave Adam and Hawa the opportunity والسلام, to be able to go into the error and they made the error unknowingly, unintentionally they made the error. And when they landed in the error, and you and I are many times so vulnerable that when we get the opportunity, when things happen, you don't intend to be in opposition, but that's just unfortunately, oh, there I slipped. And you and I, subhanak. And this is what actually happened there. Nabi Adam slept. And when Nabi Adam slept, he went to the extent in his process of slipping, realizing what he's done. And he, according to the historians, he actually ran in Jannah at that moment as far as he probably could, almost as if wanting to run away from. The, the faults and the errors that he made, but 
when Allah spoke to him, he felt, Ya Allah, my Lord is nearby, as if my Lord is right next to me. And there and then he turned to Allah and he says, Dalam tu nafsi, O my Lord, I've harmed myself. Faghfirli, forgive me. Pardon me. Rabbana dhalamna anfusana. O Allah, we, Adam and Hawa, have harmed ourselves. If you forgive us not, if you pardon us not, then we will be in this process of worry and concern and stressed and uncomfortable and it will be difficult for where we are right now. That's besides the fact if we go to earth it will even be more difficult for us there. And if you do not forgive us, our Lord, if we go there, if we do not, if we return back to you, it's going to be more uncomfortable. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. In this process, Allah showed after everything happened, what happened to the the the, the jinn and how his role that he played. Allah showed us the role of Adam and Hawa, my and your father, our forefather. Who Allah wanted to allow us to understand that Allah Taala is prepared to pardon all of us. If you and I can admit to our own weaknesses and faults and believe you me, wallahi nobody but nobody knows your or my weaknesses. But you, you, each and what every one of us, I know mine and I know everything. If I go just back and I open my mind and I'm ready to admit, if I pod uh, think, Allah gives me the ability to see my own shortcomings, my own faults, my weaknesses, inshallah. Thank so much, the voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abram speaking to us more on knowing my Lord. And this is, of course, Madrasa on E, developing Islam in me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson. Assalamu alaikum. If you have just joined us, we break for ads and when we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. You are, of course, tuned into Madrasa on E, and that is developing Islam in me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, up until four o'clock, along with special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Do note that you can send through your questions pertaining to what the Sheikh is speaking about on the numbers 47913. That is our SMS number, 47913. Alternatively, you can send it through via WhatsApp on 072-238-0712. That number once again, 072-238-0712. The Sheikh has been speaking about knowing my Lord, so inshallah, Sheikh, we can continue. Shukran jazakallah khair for that one, Auntie Yasmina. Uh, we, we, we've gone to the level where we, we, we recapped, if I probably can say, to where we've been up to now. And, and, and we've gone to the process where we had the discourse of Iblis, and we've gone even to the process of what happened to Adam. And, and for where we see, we then has gone to the extent of um, who Allah is, and how do we see, see Allah, and that Allah is the Lord of all creation. And, 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 and the fact that Allah is the Lord of all creation, we then went to the extent of having to look at the word creator. What does it entail as the fact that Allah has created everything that exists? There isn't any other creator except Allah Ta'ala. Allah has created everything and we've gone into that aspect there until we came to the fact that um, you and I have we accepted Allah as our Lord. And then we went into the Lord in having to understand the might and the power that he has and the qualities and the abilities that Allah have. And that makes him Lord of everything. 
and his powers that he has given unto everything and everything has power for that matter um, that you and I think when this when this medication medication when you take medication you and me there's qualities as a lost place in those medication that has power to be able to bring change to our body and those medications could be natural things like um, things that Allah allows to grow so which means Allah has put power and qualities in there but the same thing happens when you and I eat something normal for having for lunch or for breakfast or something of that nature then yes there's power in, quali- in those qualities of the things that we are eating and so it has a positive effect and gives quality and strength and health to our bodies so the, these are all powers created by Allah and he initially created all these powers right and you and I and everybody else we live on the powers of Allah that Allah has created but Allah is most powerful most mighty and he is in charge of all things and everything is in his command right and so we need to understand that even though these things have power they cannot have power for you and me unless Allah has decreed and decided that this part of you and I must be able to benefit from these powers. So without the help of Allah to grant us the use or to take of benefit through the powers Allah has created, you and I will not be able to benefit from that. Example, we see two people in the hospital with exactly the same problem the same problem they have right and uh, the doctors prescribe for them exactly the same medication the one finds ease becomes healthy and returns back home and the other one stays in hospital for long and doesn't find ease gets exactly the same the same problem the same it is all in the hands of Allah but similarly Two people sit at the same tape table, they eat of the same things. One of them get food poisoning out of the food that they eat and the other one is healthy. No see, no food poisoning. You and I go through this every day of our lives. These things are happening every day. So we see the might and the power and the qualities. It only happens when Allah Ta'ala allows it to happen to us. So our understanding of wanting to see, and we are busy here, in looking at Allah as the Lord of creation and His powers and His might that He has and His abilities that Allah has and that you and I are totally reliable, reliable, reliable and dependent on Allah. And we see the greatness and glory of Him. But besides the fact that Allah Ta'ala is that Lord with greatness and glory and wonder, we see, we need to understand that same Lord who's created everything. We need to know whether we've accepted Him. And if we've accepted Him, we accepted Him on the basis as being the Lord of all creation. Now, yeah. It's probably we just want to mention something in the world that we live in today, the modern world. It's a world that wants to secularize everything. Do you know what the word secularization means? Do you, uh, do you and I understand the word secularization? It is imperative, important that we need to understand that term. Secularization means removing the quality of Allah out of the equation. Allah and His might and His power, as if everything exists in this universe, but there's no Lord who's in charge of anything. My gosh. My. 
Wow. Yes, that exactly to the T is the meaning of the word secularization. So if you and I accept to be able to live a secularized life, a life where there is no God in our life, and here we come to see a secularized life has only got one religion, and that religion is called atheism. Now, if you claim yourself that you live a secularist life, then you cannot have a belief other than, sec- uh, other than being an atheist. Na'udhu Billah. May Allah protect. And so, because what do we see? Secularization encourages, encourages atheism and wants you to be able to deny Allah. And so everything in the secular systems that there is, whether it's the education, whether it's politics, whether it's world life and world interaction, secularization means removing Allah Ta'ala from the equation. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. But haven't we discussed this with you by having to say this is what shaitan said to Allah? I'm going to create this life to be able to be a life when nobody's going to worship you, when nobody's going to give you your right and your honor and your dignity. And I'm going to strip you, my Lord. I'm going to strip you. And I'm going to make them fit in and admit and accept. And don't we see this in life today? Isn't this spreading? The new name to secularization is Satanism. The new name to secularization is Satanism. And isn't this the modern belief that has, has, has sprung up yesterday and came and busy spreading in society? Isn't this growing very, very fast amongst the youth, amongst the, sick, the, the scholars at universities? Isn't this the thing that is spreading very, very fast amongst the so-called grown-ups who at, at uh, busy studying very vast without having to see? Because the world is trying their best to remove Allah Ta'ala from the equation. Subhanak. And so you and I need to understand. Thus we say, you and I accepting Allah first as Lord through not submitting to any other, realizing Allah is the creator and giving unto Allah the powers, admitting unto Allah the powers that belongs to Him. Subhanak, Ya Rabb. But we also know that no matter what they say about Allah, or what they deny Allah of, and no matter whether they call it Satanism, or whether they call it uh, 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 atheism, or no matter what they do to prevent or to deny Allah's haq, these things belong to Allah. The whole universe, which is a natural thing, the whole nature submit to Allah. And Allah gives you and me the opportunity by saying to us, if you and I do not recognize and do not give unto Allah, it doesn't mean that you can minimize Allah the powers that He have. He still have that great wonderful powers and he's still in charge and in control of everything and everything that there is in nature is in total submission to him. They glorify him, they honor him, they look at him in all honesty with respect and digni- digni- uh, dignity. Subhanak, this is Allah. And you and I need to say to ourselves, are we accepting Allah? Now, accepting Allah in recognition, who Allah is in His might, in His power, is what we've been dealing with. We call Him there the Lord through creation. There's another and important aspect that we need to look at, and I think we've, we've, we've developed the minds to be able to say, all this is only to remove Allah out of the equation and not to worship Him. Ya Rabb, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So Allah is our Lord, 
through the fact that he is that mightyful and powerful, but he's also our Lord because he is the only thing, the only person, the only that there is. He has not cre- he is not created. He has been before creation, and he is the only Lord worthy of being worshipped. And nobody and nothing can be worshipped except him. And you and I, as Muslims, must understand that. And that is the core of your religion and mine. And yesterday we went into just reminding you. Remember what mommy and daddy did to you. Remember when you and I were small and we had to say the, the kalima shahada, and how we mumbled it at that time. But mommy and daddy was making what's drilling it every day and every night before you and I go to sleep. It was drilled into us. And so the reason why is because it needs to be an understanding. He is, we accept him in totality as our Lord of the mighty and the powerful and the wonderful and the great. But at the same time, we submit to him, claiming that none can be worshipped except him. And there is nothing else to be worshipped except Allah Ta'ala. I've just given you the understanding of the role in the modern world, what they call the modern secularist world that the offer there is. And in fort- unfortunately, I'm probably just going to move off that, letting you understand, when you live in the modern world and you, 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 you stand and firm in that modern belief, then secularism, which with secularism, then atheism is your belief, and then unfortunately, if if that is it, then you you do you, you don't come from Allah, then you come from an ape, then you come from an ape. Unfortunately, then your forefathers is an ape. They are apes, and from apes they came, and because they were apes, your your forefathers not 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 mine. Alhamdulillah. You if you believe that secularism is reality, then your forefathers is apes, and the apes has brought you, and they given you some intelligence, but your intelligence cannot give unto Allah and recognize the powers and the mights that there is in Allah, because unfortunately you are apes. Naudhu billah. May Allah protect us and grant us not to be apes. It's not meant that I'm not meaning that you are apes, but that is what the secularized world wants to create. And they deny the fact that Allah has created you. They deny the fact that there's been an Adam. They deny the fact of that there's angels. They deny the fact that Allah has powers and Allah's powers is, 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 is of that physical and there's some of them abstract with you. We will never know. Call the ghaib. But Allah is in charge. Is Allah not in charge? No matter who claims what, no matter what says who, it unfortunately comes down to the fact that Allah Ta'ala has always been there, whether they accept Him or not. And irrespective of what does the world do to deny Allah, no matter how far they go to deny, will not be able to prevent Allah Ta'ala to be in charge all the time. And nothing can happen in the world of you and me. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Our belief is that Allah has created everything, but He's also the only person or the only thing worthy of being worshipped. And there is no other ilah except Allah Ta'ala. So understanding that Allah Ta'ala is the only one worthy of worship is the core of all this, accepting Allah Ta'ala. Now when it comes to the, the role in accepting Allah Ta'ala as ilah, this is very, very important for you and me, that we need to develop through that of who is Allah Ta'ala as ilah. 
we've understood the word the word rububiyah, the word Lord, which we spoke last week yesterday. Right? We say we said when we speak about His powers and might, He call Him the Rob, and we say the qualities of rububiyah through the word Rob comes clear there. We said that the objective is an actual fact for you and me, for the human race. As Allah says, "Wama khalaqatul jinna wal insa illa liyabudun." We haven't create, created man and jinn except to worship Allah. But the term used that you and I is called the word ilah. In Arabic it's called ilah. Ilah means something or somebody who has the quality and the ability to be worshipped. We've also spoken yesterday by having to say that that quality belongs to absolutely nobody. To nothing in the whole universe. All the beings of whatever they exist, of what you and I know of and don't know, doesn't and will never, ever, ever have the right to be worshipped. So we as Muslims don't ever worship and we de- deny in totality all the whole creation, knowing them or not knowing them, we deny each and every one of them the right to ever be worshipped. So we don't worship anybody else, but we worship Allah the creator, the sustainer of that which has created everything. And that quality we give unto him and we recognize that nobody and nothing has is the right to that quality. And we that called the word ilah. And so through the word ilah in the Arabic terminologies we use the word as we use the word Rabb and Rububiyya, we call the word ilah and uluhiyya. So yes, in the process of lordship when it comes to Allah, you and I, and we will use this term uluhiyah quite often because it is the, the necessity of understanding our Lord through the process of uluhiyah. Yes, Allah Ta'ala, de- Allah Ta'ala deals with us in the Holy Quran in having to share with us our deen and he allows us to understand the process of rububiyah of him as Rabb and might and power but the main core for his message is to be able to take us out of the ignorance of life and not to make us of the secularist world to bring us out of that because that is the, that's the depth of ignorance with intellectual qualities of depth and deep 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 sense of ignorance in the modern day to be able to deny Allah the powers that belongs unto him they go to the extent to remove the rububiyah simply because they want to remove the ulu here. That is Madrasa on A, Developing Islam. In me, the voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, up until 4 o'clock for now. We break for ads and when we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. Oh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome back to Madrasa on A, Developing Islam. In me, I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And Sheikh, I feel that we are going to be going on to our next topic, and that is, I am a Muslim. What is expected of me? Bismillah. Shukran jazakallah Yasmina. Uh, our listeners out there, um, we've just covered the first slot. And yes, inshallah, hope to tomorrow go on into more detail of that issue called the uluhiyah of Allah Ta'ala. Um, from, from now on, and on the, the second slot, which has got to do with, I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? We went to the issue initially with us. And we looked at the fact that being a Muslim, what is expected of me? And we went and we said, as a Muslim, there are certain things that need to be in place for me. And as we started through the process by having to say, and then now that I'm Muslim, I need to be, de- be able to develop 
there's certain questions that needs to put. How do the first question is, um, as, as that Muslim, where do I come from? That I came to know where I came from. We came to take that portion of the lesson to the finality of where I came from, is I came to realize, all oh, whatever it is that I've gone through, it all comes down to the fact that I came from my Lord Allah. And that makes me, if I can accept that I am a creation of Allah, and I then see the might and power of Allah, I come to submit to Him. So that the process of, and then secondly, after having to say, where do I come from? I need to know. Now the fact that He's created me and He's placed me on the earth, do I have a purpose? And we looked at that. We said, we went into the process of saying, if, if it was purposeless, if there was no purpose, then we would have had a whole world of havoc, enmity, uh, people killing, maim, and destruction and corruption. Would have been the, the order of the day. But if it is that everything has been created in havoc, we then see the sun who comes up every day. It comes up and sets every night. And which means it's so beautiful to see that there's every day 24 hours in the full day. The day plus the night makes up every day a 24 hour slot. Not one day is a 24, 24 hours and X amount of minutes. It doesn't go over time. It's exactly 24 hours every day. Subhanak. So doesn't that show us that as creation, there is a creator who is of benefit to us and he must have put, like he's put everything in purpose. The sun has a purpose. The clouds have a purpose. The wind has a purpose. The, the seasons have a purpose. The moon has a purpose. Everything. Do you think when he created you and me, there would have been no purpose? If we are the last of creation and he's created so many things in this universe, would it be purposeless? And imagine it was purposeless. Then what is it all about? So we came to identify it. We cannot imagine. Or it is not. It's not the best for the fact that you and I can fathom that. Because the, 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 the mind who is active minded who realize and looks at, at things comes to realize they cannot be if the if the if the sun and moon has a purpose and the lord has created them and he's created me he's definitely created me with a purpose and he tells us in the quran what our purpose is and we came to realize he said to us Mama wal insa illa the purpose is that i created you to be able to worship me so that we can worship allah right um we are going to be able to use that section of worshipping Allah in the other lessons, inshallah, looking deeper into the understanding of how do we worship Allah Ta'ala, right? May Allah grant us to understand that the term worship needs to be developed furthermore in our understanding, wanting to be able to worship Allah Ta'ala truly, inshallah. May Allah grant us to be of those people. That was the second question as what is the purpose why we were created? We first said, where do I come from? And what was my purpose? We've answered both. The third one we then said, what is then, if I know what my purpose is, will I have, do I have an objective? Am I objective driven? Do I drive my life through an objective, wanting to achieve and acquire something? And is my efforts and my, my work and my commitment to be able to see that my objective becomes the reality for my life? These people in life today who live and they don't have a purpose or sometimes 
they are they they do many things but it's not objective driven and so you and i need to also understand besides the fact that i need to have a purpose i need to be objective driven i need to have an objective what is my objective again Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul shows me in the Quran and the Ahadith of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam guides me to understand what is my objective and that comes through the answer by Allah Ta'ala saying to us that Allah wants us to be able to reach the satisfaction of Allah that Allah, the read Allah, the satisfaction of Allah, Allah be satisfied with what we do now the very fact that Allah is my creator and we've understood that initially in the first question that um, where do I come from? I come from Allah. I didn't see my purpose and be created by Allah. So if I am now not uh, driven by uh, an objective, then unfortunately I might not be able to reach the satisfaction of Allah. And if I don't reach the satisfaction of Allah, if Allah is not satisfied with me, that means to say the doors is open for me not to be able to find success. And if I don't find success, then what was my purpose? What did I waste my effort for on the earth? Ya Rabb, oh Allah, to grant us an insight and grant us forgiveness for our shortcomings, for our errors, and the fact that we stumble many a times, Ya Allah. And, and we just want to be submissive and fulfill our duty. But then there's a world who invites us to many things, and, and we're so quick, and so we're so vulnerable. And so, and, and sometimes, oh Allah, we become so unfortunate that. We, we're not ready to accept and realize how weak and how vulnerable we are and how quick we fall when shaitan offers us many other things and we just go there and it's so difficult for us to admit and it takes such a long time for Allah for us to be able to seek your pardon and forgiveness to make istighfar submitting and admitting that we are weakling weakness we have weaknesses and shortcomings and errors and mistake but oh Allah you created us and you know how weak we are you know we are filled with excessive you say to us in your Quran you've created us and all we have is our emotions and our commit we want to serve whatever there is other than you many a times and you only put in all the effort you only want us to be of those people to be successful in for dunya and successful for the Akhirah, not to live on a dream and a hope. Yes, a deep, a deep, deep, deep wish and hope that we will enter Jannah, but that we don't live on the hope only, but we recognize and understand we are human, we have the common sense, we've been given guidance, we've given, been given your Quran with all your advice and you've spoken to already, all the needs that I and everybody else is in need of Allah, you've given us in totality, and you've given us in actual fact also a role model to show us how to love Islam so that we can become successful. Oh Allah, make us of those people who come to take to that role model and follow your Quran, that we be find success, inshallah. Amen, inshallah. We break for as and when we come back, we'll continue with Madrasa on air developing Islam in me, and the voice that you heard was none other than special guest in studio Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and if you have just joined in you are tuned to 91.3 VOC FM and this is of course your program Madrasa on A Developing Islam in Me and we are going to be in your company up until 4 o'clock this afternoon with special guest in studio that's none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams and Sheikh will be now latching on to when we, when we first stopped for our ad break and that is with regards to I am a Muslim what is expected of me 
it will be able to corrupt and to destroy us and to allow us to enjoy the beauty of what we see the world have to offer. But unfortunately, the day we need to leave this world, we, we must be ready to accept the fact that we cannot expect to become successful in the next world. And Allah has created us simply so that we can have the capacity, the insight, the knowledge, the skill, the ability, the intellectual power that Allah has given us simply because that we can grow not to be able to serve the world and to be ready to serve our emotions. But that it must be to serve Allah and that we can become successful for this dunya and successful in the year after. May Allah grant us that. Now that is a process, a lengthy process, not very, very easy. But if we are objective driven and you and I need to say, now what is my objective? My objective is to be successful. That is the answer. My objective is to be successful in the success for dunya and the success for akhirah. And it must not be words that I say to myself only, but I must go and seek that I obtain my purpose and my objective drives me to be able to obtain that purpose so that I can be successful in my dunya and successful in my akhirah. So the obvious result that comes from that, we see, it says to us, you and I must have the desire, the strong desire to want to have knowledge, the need to leave home, the, the necessity to leave you and me as parents, as adults, as grown-ups, must leave home to go and sit at the feet of scholars. And Allah is going to say to you tomorrow that we've created so many scholars around you. You had the opportunity. What did you do? Did you go and seek? Did you go out there to understand, to show your Lord you wanted to be able to develop your purpose? You want to be objective driven? You really want to be successful for dunya and akhirah? That is what Allah has given us through the Quran and the Sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad. Nothing else. He's only given us, He wished for us only to be successful. He wished for us not to be of those who swallowed by the world or swallowed by shaitan or swallowed by our emotions. He wants us to be, to be engrossed and understand that which He has guided us, our Prophet and the, the, the uh, predecessors or the, the, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. He's guided them and they were ready to submit to his cause. And he's shown us through them that they are our blueprint and our means to let us understand. You and I don't have an excuse to say, but now what and why and how? It's all there. It's been, it's been sent in Quran detailed by Allah. It has been sent in, in the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam detail. And it has been sent in a people like you and me, who most probably has been the weakest of people, greatest of sinners, but they became pioneers when they were ready to be able to offer themselves for wanting to be successful in this world and in the year after. Ya Rab, may Allah grant us all to become successful. Allahumma ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ameen, Tumma Ameen. The voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams with Madrasa on a developing Islam in me. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Madrasa on a with myself, Yasmina Peterson, along with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in studio, speaking to us more on I am a Muslim, what is expected of me, and also we do have Faldi Fandalili in the technical controls. Before we go a bit further, just to make a mention of you to diarize the following day, 
updates and that is with regards to the workshop that she will be having the first one is going to be this saturday the 18th of february the time there is from three till five that's going to be in the retreat at almanowar mashi that's concert boulevard the next workshop will be on the 11th of march the same time three till five o'clock as well and then we're also looking at the first of april that will be the third workshop then the fourth workshop will be on the 22nd of april and then also county do also diarize the excursion that's going to be taking place on the 26th of march that is a sunday from 7 a.m until 12 30 p.m inshallah but for now she is going to be latching on as to where she stopped last sheikh bismillah Barakalafikum, we in the we were in the second slot. I am a Muslim, so what is expected of me? We've gone through the process with the people, showing all, all the things that we've covered. We came to the point where we speak spoke about the need, the zest, the wish, the want to be able to know more about my religion, my deen, so that I can implement. May Allah grant us khair and barakah. We then went to what we call the benefits of seeking knowledge. And we went to show us through the, uh, the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and even the, uh, some of the ayat that we use of the Qur'an to show us how Allah is going to give us honor and dignity, the very fact that you and I go and seek knowledge. And how wonderful it is to know that when you sit in a... A, a place where you seek knowledge with intention to sit down, to leave your home, to go and sit down. Then you sit in a uh, in the presence and amongst you and around you and above you are angels. They're there all the time circling above you, being around you. And they're begging Allah for two things, to be able to shower you with khair and barakah, to empower your life with all great and qualitative things, to remove you from the, all the difficulties and to pardon you and to not allow you to enter Jannah, begging Allah not to enter Jahannam and begging of Allah to allow you and me to enter Jannah. Ya Rabb. May Allah grant us to be accepted and that we come to realize the value and the beauty of the fact that you and I go and seek knowledge. May Allah open the path. And then we went to the issue of the best knowledge that there is that Allah has granted us. And we, we, we then sent to, said to you the best knowledge is in that which Allah sent to mankind. Remember, he is not a professor. He is the creator of all the professors. He is not in charge of the university. He is the Lord of all the universities. He is not, he doesn't understand an ism or an ology or a science. He is the creator of all of them. So what all the professors and the lawyers and the doctors and the great personalities can have the people who got all the knowledge with all the universities, he created them. So it is insignificant, insignificant to him. That's why he sent something that is superior to all the universities, to all the isms, to all the uh, ologies, and to all the sciences together. He sent the Quran, which is the answer to humanity. It is the best, he says, for all those, so that you and I, the man, don't live for the world and don't understand the world only, but the world becomes understood and recognized. Not only is the world that Allah wants for us, but the world must be a means so that you and I can enter Jannah. And most probably just here, I would want to be able to share to our community a common dua, that we commonly make. Sometimes we commonly don't understand the details of what we're saying. When you and I are saying, Rabbana, O oh our Lord, Atina, grant us, Fidunya, in this dunya, Hasana, the best, Wafil Akhirati Hasana, and in the Akhirah, grant us the best, 
وَقِنَا أَذَابَ النَّارِ and set us free from the fire of Jahannam that is one of the best du'as of the greatest du'as it enhances all great and positivity that man can be with it's the positivity of all the positives of this world and the positivities, uh, the positivities of the hereafter but we need to understand that it is in having to get the best of this world that you will be able to have the best of the year after. Now sometimes you and I are limited, or extremely limited. Our limitation allows us to think that the best is the lot to have a lot of money, have a big house, to go on holidays, to waste my time, to go on picnic, um, to have parties in my life, and to do unnecessary things or waste my time. And I think that is best for me. But that is not what is best. So when I say, grant be the best of this dunya and the best of the akhirah, the best of this dunya is what Allah knows what is best. And Allah has sent the best to us. The best is this Quran, and the best is the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is a personified version, the, the Quran given to us in a human life that acts it out, and Allah has given us a blueprint of the life of people like the Sahaba radiallahu anhum where they came to show us how to live in the lifestyle of this Quran and the Sunnah Tariqah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if it is that you and I have challenges today, then all those before us had challenges even greater than whatever you and I can go through. Challenges that was more uncomfortable, more unbearable, more painful. But they were ready to be able to submit to the greatest, with the greatest of Quran and the greatest of the Sunnah and the greatest of the Sahaba. And they took that and they realized that, that is, there is no other way to be able to find the success other than having to take the path of the greatest. So the recognition is that whatever knowledge there is out there, the best and best of knowledge lies in the Quran from Allah, in the Sunnah Tariqah of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and in the blueprint given to you and me as a human being with weakness and shortcomings. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, they are our and your blueprint. And you cannot, you cannot, you will never be able to be successful, not in this world, neither in the Akhirah, if you do not take to their blueprint. Because every need that you and I ever will have, whatever has been coming forth in that blueprint where we see them. They lived it, they had the issues, they had the uncomforts, they had the challenges, they had the successes, and you and I can only follow them. And if we take to them, may Allah grant us to be able to be of those people through that best knowledge that we can reach out there. We then went to the situation where we spoke about the understanding yesterday of the fact that you and I need to be, after having to accept the, the best knowledge, in the subject of being I'm a Muslim, so what is expected of me, I need to come to know that I need to have a follower. I, I need to be a follower of the role model. Now, in life as Muslims, we need to come to understand Islam expects of me to be able to be the Muslim given to me by Allah and His Messenger. So yes, the Quran must always be my book that I make reference to and the Sunnah Tariqah must be the life that I want to implement into my life. Because implementation is impossible 
if I do not have a role model. Now, if my role model is some per body living in this day and time in life, and that role model does not follow the role model for your success in this world and in the Akhirah, then he, that role model which I follow, is definitely going to grant me all the means of ways to become corrupted and destroyed in the process of life and in the year after. May Allah protect all of us. Because Allah Ta'ala has sent a role model, which is uh, not only a role model, but the a role model is also the role model and the only role model that everybody in this whole deen of Islam, if they want to find success, he is the only one and only him is the path and the route in the direction or the way towards the success of this world and the success of the year after. So to be a follower ready to submit ourselves to the process of that Nabi is a necessity. And how do I follow him if I don't know him, if I don't study him, if I don't know what he has done or what he has told me? So to be a follower, I must have the first important, the knowledge about him. I need to come to know him. He needs to be, he needs to be known to me. I must have the zest and desire to know him, inshallah. And so yes, inshallah, later on we will go into, from our side, to go into the knowledge of him. Understanding who he is, to see him in his capacity, understand what he is. But for now, just the sense that you and I need to know that we need to be able to follow him. We need to be able to have the, uh, the zest and desire to, to be true followers, submissive to him. Now a follower is not somebody who gives a command to his leader. A follower is ready to accept the commands comes from his leader and is be prepared to be able to execute. And that's all. And say thank you and appreciate and show thanks and gratitude to his leader who's given him commands and demands. And Allah has made that leader, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So you and I need by nature to be extremely appreciative and appreciate him for the fact that he's been sent. And so... Besides the fact that you and I need to come to know him, the next step is that we need to come to love him. May Allah grant us all to come to that level. And after this break, inshallah, we'll be able to... I mean, inshallah, like she has been, she'll be breaking for ads. And when we come back, we'll continue with Madrasa on A, developing Islam in me. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and a warm welcome to Madrasan E, of course developing Islam in me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with special guests in studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Do note that if you have any questions with regards to what she has been making mention of, then you can send it through to the numbers 47913. This is our SMS number and then also this is our WhatsApp number on 072-238-0712. That numbers once again for the WhatsApp, that is 0722380712 and at this moment in time we are now going on to our final segment and that is with regards to leadership in Islam and its progression Sheikh Bismillah Shukran jazakallah khair for that one anti Yasmina may Allah grant khair and to all of us inshallah Amen um, uh, thank you also to all our, lead, uh, all our listeners up out there for your comment your uh, responses that you give on, on, on the radio we highly appreciate it may Allah grant khair and barakah inshallah um, uh, uh, may Allah open the path for all of us. We are now in the section called Leadership in Islam and its Progression. Now, uh, you do not mind that I just 
for the reason as madrasa on air we sometimes repeat things and the reason for repetition is the fact that you and i allah says to us in the holy quran remind mankind now reminder means that they must be told the things over and over and again and again and again and again and over and over because you and i are muslim and allah says and that continuous reminder and saying it over and over and over again that benefits the person who has belief may Allah grant that us that we have true belief in our hearts so then when the reminder is given we don't become uh, uh, feel uncomfortable or feel uh, but why we, we, we follow to what Allah says we feel that it will definitely benefit us and I open my mind to the reminders that's been given and we normally say you see, when we educate a person, we give him new knowledge of what he already, or what he doesn't know. So we serve him with knowledge, and that is education. You, you serve a person with knowledge. But when you know the knowledge, then Allah says in the Quran, you and I need, if we are believers, we need constant, perpetual, never ever stopping reminders to come our way, because it will benefit us, says Allah Ta'ala. May Allah grant us to be able to have the heart for Islam, the heart for the Iman, the heart for the beauty of this religion, who actually wants to grant us all the processes that we follow appropriately to benefit through it for its benefit of this dunya and the benefit of the Akhirah. And we've went to the subject or the topic called leadership in Islam. And we said to the reminder was given to be able to let us understand there is qualities given to us specifically in understanding Islamic leadership. I would love to give a reminder to the people that, that those qualities is what all of us in Islam needs to be able to see that we strive for in our own life. Yes, as we've given to you the understanding of the other lessons, the reminder of the fact that shaitan, when he sees positivity in you, would want to offer you everything other than that. He doesn't want us to be positive. He doesn't want us to grow. He doesn't want us to develop. He doesn't want us to become leaders in Islam. And in the words of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Kullukum ra in leadership is something that each and every one of you must aspire to. You must have the zest and desire and the wish to become leaders. And you must be in charge. Subhanallah, what an honor. How fortunate I am. My Nabi has allowed me to feel that I can become a leader in life. But he's given this to each and every one of us that wants to be Muslim. He wants us to aspire, to acquire, to achieve those levels of that we can give advice. Because leaders gives advice. Leaders are role models. Leaders direct and guide. Leaders in, is in support. Leaders show care and compassion. Leaders assist others. And may Allah grant us leadership and that we become aware more and more. But leaders are people who in actual fact think good of themselves and strive and recognize that they have many faults and many errors, but they strive to achieve for the good within them. And leaders realize not only are they, but they look at everybody else in positivity. They only see the good in others. And when they see something wrong in others, they realize most probably those wrongs is in me. And they'd be able to help by having to bring change within themselves when they see the faults in others. May Allah grant us to become leaders. 
and recognize. And leaders are somebody who always have a good wish and great desire for those where they come from, realizing I am weak and I can only become better with the fact that others have played, played the role of benefiting me. So my strength as a leader lies in the fact that I have people who assist me, who help me, who's around me. May Allah grant all of us to develop as leaders and don't become arrogant because shaitan has been arrogant and he has not become the leader. He's the leader of corruption, destruction. He's the leader. May Allah grant arrogance not becoming part of you and me because we will then follow his path and his path is that path that takes us only to the fire of Jahannam. May Allah protect us and Allah wants us to be leaders for the positive. Because Allah says the positivity brings about leadership into people that is of good for others. And listen to the words of Allah telling the Holy Quran for that matter. Where Allah speaks to us and, and we're not there as yet, but the things understand that the issue of leadership, as we've said, is something that a Muslim must work towards. Allah says to us in the, one of the, the places where Allah teaches us a dua. Now remember, the best of du'as, the best, the best, the best, very best du'a comes from Allah Ta'ala. When Allah wanted to do able, He didn't leave it to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam or any of the other anbiya or the awliya or the salihin to make the du'a. He teaches us this good du'a in the Quran, and He makes sure that each and every one of us take to this du'a and feels it. But He says, "Rabbana, hablana, O oh our Lord." He says, "We must say to Him, O oh our Lord, grant us as a gift, a gift from Your side." Min azwajina, that our wives, our partners must be a gift to us. Wadurriyatina, and our offspring must be a gift, must be a wonderful gift to us. Waja'alna, but grant us, O oh Allah, us to who, we that ask you, we the parents, grant us. Waja'alna lil muttaqina, for those other people in life, our partners and our offspring and whoever other. For those people who have taqwa, meaning make our partners people who have taqwa and grant our children, our offspring who have taqwa, grant them to have taqwa and let us be the leaders. Let us be the leaders for them. Let us show them the way. Let us guide them. Grant us the capacity, the knowledge, the insight, the responsibility, the fact that we follow the right path and in following we actually leave behind the legacy of positivity, of leadership that follows the right path and that you and I do what Allah and His Rasul wants. And so obviously our expectation is not built on a theme, a hope only, but it's built on being those people who follow as leaders. For today, we follow the leaders of, 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 of whom Allah sent initially, but in the process we are following the path that Allah sent. And we, we indicated through the process of the value in understanding leadership within Islam and its progression, we went to how Allah wants us to be able to understand that, right? We, we went to say to you the leadership of Islam, it's a progression. And we went to the understanding for now and until we came to the recognition that we need to follow the, the path of, like Allah's given to Nabi Adam, Allah's given that capacity to the prophets. And Allah's only given to that, that to all the prophets until Allah sent the final one to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we are so absolutely fortunate 
that Allah Ta'ala hasn't created us of the children of in the time of Nabi Musa or Nabi Isa or Nabi Dawood or Nabi Sulaiman or Nabi Yaqub or Nabi Adam but we are living in this time where Allah has allowed us as Muslims to be the followers of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the great Nabi with the greatest book the greatest knowledge that covers every detail for success of this world for everybody and every person Muslim and other if he wants he or she is looking for success and they want to be successful this Quran that comes from Allah is very much the Quran that comes from the same Lord that was given to Moses and to Jesus and to Abraham and to, to, to Noah and to David and to Solomon to all of them to all the prophets the same God has sent the same message or sent messages to all of them but the final message that that Lord that God has sent was to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and you and I need to know that when Muhammad is the final leader for the final hour for the hour that has got so much and I'm speaking about the hour I'm reference to the fact that this hour is the hour of what the hour of information the hour of the sciences the hour of, of technology so yes this prophet has been given the appropriate the direct and the, the detailed information that's needed for that great hour that captures all that the the, the, the hour of, 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 of medication where, where, where the medical world would, would flourish but the technical world would flourish the social world would flourish the the sciences would flourish and so this Quran and this Nabi this leader captures every detail for, for everybody that is living in this hour so we're not without a leader this leader captures everything, every detail for success of everything in this world and everything in the year after lies within this great leader. Now, if he's been chosen by the greatest, which is the Lord of everything, he has been chosen to be the leader for that hour. You can imagine how he's been endowed with qualities that answer every detail. And you can imagine if he must be able to deal with the scientific world he must be able to de deal with the sciences that there is he must be able to deal with the deep depth of the technology he must be able to deal with the depth of the world of information today his guidance is encompassing every portion of that and if the world is going to develop furthermore where there's going to come new things that you and I as the people of today will not meet up with and the world is going to expound further and furthermore then whatever has been sent in the quality of this messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he is the holistic leader for every detail and they cannot come a leader in any aspect of anywhere in this world if they want to be true leaders, then he is their leader. If he is not their leader, corruption is inevitable that they are coming with as leaders. So whoever there is of a leader as not accepting the leader for humanity via the Lord of creation, then unfortunately leadership is going to be a corruption, a leadership process of being the leader so that I can corrupt and I can steal and I can... Uh, uh, enslave others may Allah protect us not making us leaders who's people of corruption or people to enslave others or people to harm and to hurt but leaders that can serve the path of the great leader 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam so that through him as leader everybody else can find success for this world and success in the they the enter into the next world may Allah grant us all success alhamdulillah so you've we've shown you the process of that great nabi and the fact that you and I need to be following his path as leadership then he said to us there will be a group of my 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 companions that will be called the righteous the lightly guided called the khalifa the rightly guided khalifas this is that bad leader said to us then we follow so we don't follow anybody we follow muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then of because he said and he was sent by allah and he said the best after me will be the rightly guided so we immediately submit ourselves in totality to the rightly guided because they will show us and through their intellectual processes and through their interaction and through their guidance we know we will definitely be on the right path right and then he said at the same time wherever you are in this world whenever however and you follow any one of my companions they will be like a light far off as a star but be able to give unto the earth a part of light in the darkness of the night will give that star will give light to you and you will be able to be guided through the darkness of this world to find success through the process of those companions of the nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam so this is to the extent that we've been to in this, this uh, segment called leadership in islam Today we want to be able to let us understand that there is a furthermore description given to us by the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, where he told us, then there will come a time where you will have to follow leadership, and you need to work towards establishing establishing what we call a khilafa. A khilafa is like there is the Khalifa of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There's going to be leaders who's going to guide humanity. They need to take from the lifestyle of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but they're going to come after the Sahaba radhiyallahu anhum, and you need to be able to see that you guide, you follow their processes. Yeah, we need to let us all understand this process of the progression of leadership from an Islamic perspective is given to us in clarity. And here you and I need to understand the world today has been stripped of khilafa. Now, if you by now understand what are we saying to you, that the world want to see that they offer, uh, uh, the offer or uh, the the secularist world want to offer the world a, a, a secularism. So, in offering secularism, they want to remove Allah from the equation. They obviously started doing that slowly, but slowly, and they've managed to take away the khilafa. But that khilafa is something that you and I as Muslims must forever strive about. And what is khilafa all about? Khilafa is saying to us that there is going to be a single leader that's been chosen by the ummah. By, by, but by then the ummah should get what we call the term that speaks about united. Now, most probably... I'm going to go into this issue of speaking about United for now so that you and I can start to understand when we speak about United, what and how. Remember the word United is not a call. It's not a crying. It's not a shout out. It's not saying we must get united. When you, being united is something that is going to be a result of commitment, dedication and hard work. We're going to become united but we must be able to admit where we are 
blame nobody else for the circumstances but ourselves and we take responsibility for it and not make a call yes where's the where's the unity where's the unity unity is not a call unity will never ever come about never never unity is not something that will ever come about unity is a result of understanding where you and i am and that you and I as Muslims come to feel the pain that we cause in our activities, the breakdown of what the world is going through, and the breakdown of the Muslim Ummah lies in our hands and on our laps. And may Allah open the path and grant us to overcome and find success. Shukran. Madrasan Evi with uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, of course, developing Islam in me. If you have just tuned in, you are listening to Madrasan Evi. But for now, we break for ads and when we come back, we'll continue with the program. Do stay tuned. Uh-huh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Madrasan Evi. Of course, developing Islam in me with a special guest in the studio, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. And we have been speaking about leadership in Islam and its progression. Bismillah, Sheikh. Shukran jazakallah for that, Auntie Yasmina. Um, we were busy on the segment called Leadership in Islam and its Progression. We've come to the point of having to look at the various aspects, and we've looked at the Nabi Sallallahu as the last of the Prophets and the final, and his capacities that were given to him, and his depth and insight and wisdom as leader to humanity. And Allah wants all of us to be able to strive for leadership. Yes, each and every one of us as Muslim. And each and every one strive to be able to qualify himself for positivity, to strive to be able to get away from negativity, to be able to see what is it that Allah and His Rasul has guided us to, and we strive to be able to bring that about in our own lives. Ya Rabb. We went after the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we went that our Nabi has guided us to the Khulafa al-Rashidin, the rightly guided Khalifas. We then went to the advice of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa where he said, wherever you and I follow or take leadership from his companions and they, they are the best of leaders as if your life will be the darkness of the night and they can steer you to success for your dunya and for your akhirah and can be the best of leaders and if you follow them they will be the best so the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has given us also the role of leadership to be able to see where and how that you and I can become a perfect leader if you and I want to follow that process of leadership but then we also showed us how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa indicated to us the need for us to strive towards khilafah and khilafah means bringing about a khalifa process in the ummah of islam now right that has been there i said to us and unfortunately today we are stripped from that level that we are sitting without khilafah and the fact that you and i are sitting without khilafah our nabi indicate to us we will become like foam on the sea that it's of no value we are muslims we have got so much of knowledge and so much of understanding and so much of capacity we have so much of abilities, but we will not be able to, and unity is not going to be a possibility because of the fact that we are so linked to two things. One, dunya. the Nabi says, our love for this world will allow us not to be able to get united. We will not want to die. We want to live forever and ever after. And we do not want to live our life as if we have to leave here. Now leaders is somebody who knows their whole life is all about serving and being ready. Ready to live positively and also to die whenever the call is for dying. But that they live their life as if they're going to die tomorrow. 
That is all the leaders that it is. They live, they live in fulfilling whatever and they hope that whatever they've been granted of space, that they're going to leave a legacy of positivity. And they live and they work and do everything that they leave positivity in their offspring. And they leave positivity following the tariqah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the leader for the humanity of today. He is the leader, the only leader and the successful leader. All other leaders misguides you and takes you off the success from this world and doesn't grant you success in the year after. That's a fact. May Allah protect. And you and I must become the leaders. And the unity can only become come about when the ummah as the individual, each and every one of us as human beings would want to see khilafah comes. And if khilafah to come about, I must be able to bring change within my heart. I must be able to bring change in my own character. I must be able to not have malice. I must not be able to able to think bad of others. All human beings must be revered, respected, whether whatever belief that they have. I mustn't do, do look down on anybody. I must be able to see whether a person is pitch black or has got thick lips or he's got uh, uh, different types of hair. That must not be. Them. If that is in my heart, anything that I see myself superior, then I become exactly, I'm exactly like Shaitan, who sees myself superior to humanity. I'm better. But that is exactly what has happened in the time of apartheid, where there's been a group of people who saw themselves superior, and superior, the superiority has fallen. They are not superior no more. Because you see everywhere around in, in, in where you stay, from any side of the world, you see people that has got uh, blue eyes, long hair, light of complexion, looks beautiful in their shapes and their forms, but they beg and ask of others. So what is it all about? It's all about the submission for Allah in recognizing my I want to be able to acquire my purpose. I want to be Muslim. I want to be successful. I want to submit to my Lord. I want to fulfill my whole life to be able to serve Him and to be able to serve Allah. This is the recognition. I must not fall in love with this world. I must not become a slave of what this world wants to. I must not serve this world. I must be able to serve the cause of Allah. For only those who make the total life submission to Allah, serving the cause of Allah, only they are the people who are going to enjoy unity. But it is the height of impossibility that anybody calls for unity, but he has got malice in his heart. He thinks ill of others. I'm speaking about non-Muslims. What about his own Muslim brothers and sisters? You cannot, if you have the least form of malice and you think yourself superior in any form, then your malice that you have is the reason why unity cannot come and you are breaking down unity. You are causing the ummah not to come together. You are the very cause. And so may Allah open the path and grant us to understand that unity is a result that comes about when you and I can submit in totality to the character, to the behavior, to the mannerism, to the advice of Allah Ta'ala and His Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And you mustn't have one iota of pride in you, not one of iota of imagination that you have anything of superiority. You see yourself as most probably the worst and the weakest slave of Allah. And you see with all good and all qualities that you have, you see yourself as most probably 
must probably in the sight of Allah I'm worthy of nothing. I'm, there's nothing in me. You, 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 remo- you remove superiority from yourself in totality. You see utter and extreme inferiority in you and must probably see the rest of the world must probably they are better in the status of Allah. May Allah grant khair and barakah for all of us and grant us to be able to get to those levels so that unity can come about and the ummah can become united. For only then will Allah grant us to be able to find the successes for the best of this dunya and the best of this akhirah. Amen, inshallah. The voice there of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams speaking about leadership in his progression as well as this is the program Madrasan A Developing Islam in Me. For now, we break for us and when we come back, we'll continue. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Madrasan A, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson and we are joined in studio by a special guest, none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Now we have been speaking about leadership in Islam and its progression. Now Sheikh, just before we continue, there was an SMS that came through on our WhatsApp line and it says, yeah, Assalamu alaikum, I love this program, Alhamdulillah. Can Muslim converts also attend Madrasa with the younger ones? I mean, wouldn't it be best way to learn about Islam for starters? And this comes from Shahir White. MashaAllah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh the listener there. Um, thank you very, very much for your question. I see, think the question is quite relevant. May Allah open the path, inshallah, for all of us. Um, especially the person asked the question as a, a person who is a, a revert. I would want to say to the reverts, yes, most probably. I would prefer that um, adult reverts would actually be having a revert, attend a revert class instead of attending class with, with uh, a junior. Now, with no disrespect, yes, if you attend the class, you can get the same information as the juniors get. But you see, your pre, your your, your age gap is this isn't other things that you need to be fed with. Now, in you must understand that um, reverts is a norm in the life of Islam, in the fact that. If you look at Abu Bakr was a revert, he wasn't born Muslim. Omar was a revert, Uthman was a revert, Ali was a revert, Khadija was a revert. Even our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa wasn't born Muslim. He was loved, he was born in a time that Allah sent him as the messenger to guide mankind, as uh, protected him under the circumstances so that he can be guided appropriately. And Allah has given qualities of Islam into him from his birth, but he's only been given the sight to be able to guide mankind to what is it. So he, every one of the Sahaba radiallahu, radiallahu anhum, each and every one of them was a revert. So don't feel bad being a revert. And he started off with revert classes, obviously. There must have been revert classes. So I'm trying to let you understand that do not feel that you must attend with the youth. Their education is slightly different. It would be better for you to attend and find out what is the revert classes in the area around you. And you actually attend the revert classes because they prepare you specifically on the issues that deals with you in the fact now. 
there is complete separation between certain ages and allow me to say our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to us if a child is the age of birth there is a certain way you deal with him if he comes to the age of seven you change the approach with him and if he comes to the age of ten you'll be able to put things more uncomfortable on him or, or more responsibility on him and when he comes to the age of fifteen you let him understand he's growing up and he's becoming a leader tomorrow and when he grows to the age of forty then he must through the age of fifteen to 40 have developed with things now I'm sharing this because I want you to understand that it's all about your position where you hold and your approaches then changes from time to time so no disrespect I'm sure whatever is the issue or the information that the youth needs to get if you in the revert classes they will share with you those things but at your space and your age at that time may Allah grant khair and barakah thank you jazakallah khair if you want to take your youth with you you probably could take them with you to your uh, your classes but they need to attend the classes for the youth as well if you do not mind shukran jazakallah khair shukran so much and also do note that in this last few minutes if you have any questions pertaining to the topic being leadership in Islam and its progression then you are most welcome to send it through the number 47913 that is our SMS number 47913 Alternatively, send it through to WhatsApp on 072-238-0712. That number once again, 072-238-0712. We are still speaking about leadership in Islam and its progression. No, Sheikh, you can be smiling, inshallah. Shukran, Jazakallah Auntie uh, um, Yasmina, I, I think I just want to remind the people of what we ended off before the, the question. Mm-hmm. And that is that uh, um, the understanding of building Shilafa, that bring about the fact that Allah is going to unite this ummah to have a single leader we need to understand and see the big picture where does it start with it starts with the individual every Muslim male and female needs to look into themselves leadership comes when I work at leadership right so when I start to work at leadership in my own capacity, young or old, male and female, and we fulfill the role of leadership there, then Khilafah will become a norm. But Khilafah doesn't come where everybody just uh, stands up and say he's the Khalifa or he's the, the, the one to be our leader for all of us. Right? It is something, it's a progression that needs to come about with we understanding we need to establish it. Right? Uh, it's not a dream, it's not a hope, it doesn't fall out of the sky. Allah will bring the appropriate person, but the ummah needs to work towards that. And the longer we take to work at it, the longer we will get to that level where Allah will grant us the success for our dunya and for akhirah, and the Islam will be the answer for the day and the time. But that is what Allah has done in the time of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in the time of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, in the time of the Tabi'in. And so you and I need to understand that leadership needs to become the norm. May Allah grant us to be able to establish the of Khilafah within ourselves so that Khilafah and leadership can truly come back into this ummah inshallah. Amen Thuma, Amen. Time flies definitely when you are definitely having a lot of fun listening to Sheikh Ibrahim Abram speaking about the most important topics and that is within leadership in Islam as well as its progression. At this moment the time now is 3.58 and we now take time out to do like the closing dua inshallah Sheikh. Shukran Jazakallah Khair. I, I want to thank you, the listeners, for participating with us, for all those people who send in their messages and the support to this program. May Allah grant success. We want to remind the people of the workshops that's going to take place in Shalda this weekend. And similarly, the other events, please take in your diary. Uh, 
put those things and we ask Allah to grant us success so let us make dua collectively we all recite Surah Al-Asr together